Hello, Formula One fans, and welcome back to F1 in focus. We are finally back, and it's race week again, and it's so good to be back. If you are unfamiliar with the show, we are the only podcast where a Lewis and a Max fan can get along in the world of Formula One and actually stay friendly during the season. It used to be a Dutch and an Englishman, but hey, I wanted to be a little bit safe from that side now. Uh, from now on, we will be live every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. UK time and available, of course, on all podcast platforms around the world. And don't forget, we're on YouTube as well. On today's show, we will rank the drivers for their pre-summer performances and make an educated guess, if you can say that, um, if these scores will go up or down after the season. It's time to get the show started. My name is John, and with me is the man with the best hair in the business. It's none other than James Hazel. Hello there. Long time no see. Uh, yeah, and long time no heard either. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. How are you doing? I'm quite right, man. This was one heck of a summer, though. Yeah, you had a long holiday, didn't you? I did, yeah. 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 Like uh, I went away for three weeks Yeah. to drive for heaven, Italy. Um. Well, they do like cars there, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> they got some beautiful roads as well. Um, yeah, so I almost went to Monza, but uh, unfortunately, kids didn't allow that. Uh, but yeah, three weeks away, came back. Well, kids weren't in school yet, so uh, it sort of feels like four weeks holiday. But uh, yeah, felt good. Felt good. Good. You ready to start again? You ready for the, for the after summer season? Yeah. Part two of the season coming up. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we will not be talking about Max Verstappen going to jail. Yeah, if you want to find that story, then go to, I think it's called X. We went, I went away for four weeks and suddenly Twitter doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just check it out. Um, James, we got yeah. a topic for today. We Like we said, we're going to rate the drivers. Um, there's some rules though. We both did a little bit of homework, so we already rated the drivers. So we look back at the season so far, sort of the races until the Dutch Grand Prix. We pick one driver, we pick all the drivers, where we start at the bottom of the ranking list, and we both give that driver a rating from 1 to 10. 1 being very awful, 10 being insanely good, of course. We can comment on why we think that's a good rating. We can try to change each other's opinion. And in the end, the average number is a final podcast rating for the driver till now. And if we decide that number and therefore the form of the driver will go up and down for the driver as well in the remainder of the season. So let's say you give someone a 5, I give someone a 6. The end number will be a 5.5 for that driver. And we have to discuss, will that be higher or lower at the end of the season? Uh, to make it a little bit easier, I want to make sure we don't give half numbers. So we just round the numbers up. Is that okay? That's fine by me, yeah. Well, so it's going to get real complicated because I have to do my maths <laughs> out of the top of my mind while trying to make sure everything stays going here. It's going to be a little bit complicated. You ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. Let's start with the man that made his return. The one man, the legend from Australia. It's no longer than Daniel Ricciardo. What did you give? Ricardo, after whopping two races, uh, I've given him a four. Oi! I gave him a six. All right, okay. All right. No, I've I've only given him a four just because I kind of expected him to come in and perform a bit closer or better than Yuki than he has done. So, yeah. 
Ah, his first race was tremendous though, getting knocked off turn one, still managing to get P11. Yeah, true. I think that was a like that was a proper seven or eight. Second race was like, yeah, it's still an offertory. Didn't do yeah. anything wrong. I th- I thought That's I why I would say it's just about a six for me. Like I probably yeah. an eight and a five. So get it sometime and six. I guess. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem is that which which looking looking at Ricardo's career and like how he has driven in the past, and then how he was performing against Norris in the McLaren before being booted out from there, and then where he is now after like. However, well, not that long of a break really for him, is it? Like half a season, but yeah, I, 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 I didn't really know entirely what to expect from him, other than the fact then that the Alpha Tower is not a great car, so he's not. It's not like he's going to be winning races or anything. No, uh, but I don't know. I, I was hoping for a slightly better uh, re-entry into the sport I suppose yeah, but a 4 is extremely low though it's like saying he can't well, do his job anymore my other, my other scores then <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, we tried to, I tried to use the full scale <laughs> I did as well I did as well uh, so shall we say like if you do a 6 and a 4 it's a 5 for Danny Rick right yeah I think that's reasonable that seems, that seems, I think that's fair yeah. let's make the podcast rating at 5 in total for Danny Rick I can, I can get behind it it's, it's early season now the next one's going to be a little bit more controversial, I think, because uh, I still think he's done dirty. Um, Nick de Vries. I had to give him a one. You gave him a one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think the problem for Nick is that he he shone very brightly last season in his, like, test, or not, not necessarily testing role, like his, well, it was testing, wasn't it? When he did, like, the occasional free practice for oh, he drove like well on Monza though with the four different Williams. teams, and that's what I was going to get to. Was his drive with Williams at Monza was really good, and then probably really the problem for De Vries is the car again. Like that Alpha, it's another it's another driver and another Alpha Tower in it. So, like it's it's not a great car, is it? It's Could probably be the. the Good thing the they, they changed the cars up next year, though. Not going to be all for anymore. Yeah. yeah. But it probably is probably the worst car on the grid, would you not say? Oh, hands down. Yeah, so... <laughs> but still, he he at no point did he challenge Yuki, so... It's, uh, surely, at some point, he had to out-qualify him or outperform in a race. He didn't score a point, did he, in, what, six or seven races or however many races it was before he got dropped? True, true. I had him on a four. No. And <laughs> I also think he got, the, the moment they got Danny, Daniel in, it's like an axe on top of that Nick's neck, right? Yeah. Before more Daniels jumps in. It's like we spoke about it earlier. And I do think Nick's never been a driver that made, like, that did extremely well in his first season in whichever class he did, but he always won it like the second and third years. And of course, not going to win in Formula One. No, but they knew from the start what they would get into with Nick. Yeah, uh, AlphaTauri isn't the team that needs a driver to be standing there right away. It's still the talent team for Red Bull officially, right? So, yeah. although I'd, I'm not going to like try to get his number up to boost his performance because no, no. it wasn't that good, I also do think axing someone from AlphaTauri after half a season 
as it's just done dirty. I think Yuki wasn't that great so. in his first half season either, right? No, I, I completely agree with everything you said. I think he should have kept his seat, but yeah, even if he had, I mean, he's, I still wouldn't have rated his season so far particularly well, but... But a one? Yeah. How many mistakes did he actually make then? It's not just about the mistakes though, is it? It's just performance. His, his performance just wasn't really anywhere. Uh, okay. So if Nick gets a, he gets a 2.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. All right, Nick. I think you're last now. 2.5. Although I'm not done yet. Uh, ready to go to the next one? Yeah. Oh, we should talk about, I, I almost forgot. We should talk about, do you think Daniel... So rating will go up or down from a five in the next in the next half of the season. I, th- I think it'll go up. I, I think agree. he. I, I think he should be above the four that I've given him. Um, yeah, the podcast rating is a five, so we should go out from the five now. Yeah, but even if he, even if, if he gets a point, six, six, yeah, yeah, and I I boost him up. I I think he, I think he should go up just because I think he's obliged to go up, right? Yeah, it's it's not been a brilliant start. It's not been bad, but. You know, I think he could have done a bit better and it would have been nice, like I said, to see him challenging Yuki a bit better. So maybe, you know, all he has to do is outperform Yuki in a couple of races and I'll be bumping his number up a bit. All so. right. right. We're well, not going to talk about the freeze because uh, run rec- maybe rectification or perhaps not everyone knew, but Nick isn't fired. He's still driving for Alphatar. He's now the official test and backup driver. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting that there because I saw him being scheduled for Mexico. Being the, the Friday driver, so right, okay. I'm probably not going to be able to do that. I think that would be a very smart move, but um, he's not fired from after he's still on the contract. Just saying, yeah. That. Um, well, don't have to say about Nick getting up or down. So let's go to the next one. Logan Sargent, the man I would say would be the worst on the grid this year. Do you think? What do you think about his rating? I gave him a two. I gave him a three, okay. <laughs> You're a little bit more strict than I am. Yeah, I'd say, like I said, I've used the whole range. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave him a three, so yeah. Um, well, so, someone's got to be the bottom benchmark, so that's why I went, tried, tried to make sure I used the whole oh, 10 range. Oh, you're yeah. thinking he's the lowest rating on the grid? Uh, well, other than Devry, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm not done yet, so who knows. What's okay, yeah, I gave, I, I, I gave Sergeant a two. He... I feel like he's, I, I was very tempted to just give him a one, but I feel like the last couple of races, he's like... He stayed out of trouble. He stayed out of trouble, and he's not done too badly. I mean, he's not been doing as well as Albon, obviously. But, yeah, I I, I don't think he's done too badly in the last couple of races. So I like, I, I like to think that he's maybe sort of starting to come into his own a little bit, maybe in... Maybe he'll improve throughout the season, but I mean, I've still only given him a two. It's a bad rating. Yeah, but. it's just fair enough. <laughs> and I'm not going to argue like if I have a three or two, it doesn't matter. 2.5 average yeah. for the podcast. I think that's sounds about right, right? Seems fair, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think it will go up or down? I think it'll go up. I, th- I think the second half of his season will probably be better than the first. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would say it stays equal, but uh, let's put it on up. Um, the thing is, his teammate doesn't make it easy for him. Not at all, no. Um, but also, he makes mistakes. 
he's one of the drivers that does make mistakes in yeah. quality or whenever it's wet, it's off the track a lot. Also racing mistakes and uh, not going on, on uh, or not like in not ignoring blue flags or being late on blue flags, for example, uh, all these, I would almost say mistakes George made when he started at Williams as well. Sort of those yeah. clumsy things. Um, yeah, I can't see him stay at Williams either, if I'm quite honest. Uh, but yeah, he's American. Three American races this year. Could actually be the reason he's still there. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, let's say he goes up. I can agree. He, so Logan Sargent gets a 2.5 um, in total. Next on the list, Gavin Magnussen. I've given him a three. Oi, oi, you're strict, my friend. I know. <laughs> I gave him a four, though. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's just he looked he looked a lot better when he had Schumacher as his teammate. I think now yeah. that he's now that he's got Hulkenberg next to him, he's not Can looking quite so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just not having a particularly good season, is he? So, no, I think um, you can see his frustration sometimes as well. Yeah. He isn't anywhere on qualifying pace. Uh, I think Nico excels in that this year as well. By the way, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he doesn't make too many mistakes, though. I think there's like you see the experience is definitely there, so he doesn't like wreck his car on city points or something like that. So yeah, true. And knowing Haas didn't want any young drivers and the fact that Mick took sometimes too much risk on which caused collisions or crashes is what they yeah. wasn't they, he's not doing that so that's why I was on the lower side of the, him being bad well, like, he the higher side of him being bad yeah he can't afford to though can he because Schumacher got a lot of stick for how much he was costing the uh, costing yeah, the team a, in repair uh, bills so. <laughs> I mean, next year when it's uh, when it's a uh, Alfa Romeo has uh, might change though. Yeah. Although we'll not talk about that because it's not that silly season anymore. But there's no chance Kevin stays at Haas next year. Can't see that happening. I'd be very surprised if he does, yeah. Welcome back, Giovinazzi. Silly <laughs> no, prediction, just in between. Okay, podcast average 3.5. Magnussen gets a four from me, a three from you. Does that mean you think it'll go up or will it go down the rest of the season? I just don't think it'll change. I think it'll just stay where it is, probably. Stay the same. I can... Okay, okay. We, we're just going to introduce that just because you're special. Yeah, sorry. I just... <laughs> I, can't, I can't... I mean, it's already pretty low, and I just can't see it improving. No, so. I, I agree. I agree. It's not an easy car to drive here, though. Nah, true. Yeah. Talk about not easy cars to drive. Talking about maybe getting a good rating here. Yuki Tsunoda! I gave him a five. Oh boy, you're so strict. Yeah. I want to know why. I, I gave him a seven. A seven? Wow. A seven, yes. I mean, I think he's done pretty well, but... If you could what? get three points in an Alphatari, and if you actually should have gotten more points, but the car just breaks, falls apart below him, and, and uh, mostly the brakes, and if your biggest issue was you can't hold your temper, and that's actually what you are doing this year... And you're showing a Nick De Vries, who is a pretty experienced driver, generally speaking, as well. I think you deserve a seven. Okay, I, I mean, I, it's fair enough, but I think I don't know. 
Danger number from a five to a six for the, this one. The, the pro yeah, I mean, the problem, again, like most of the drivers we've been discussing is that there, there is an element of being held back by the car, definitely. And Yuki's doing very well for driving he's exceed, he's, he's exceeding his material. Yeah, probably. Right. But to me, like, five's having, like, an average. Like, five's not bad. Five's just... Like, you, won't, you, you won't go to the next class when you get a five, though. Nah. You get a six, you're just like, oh, I just made it. Yeah, I got I gotta, I gotta to stick with a five, I think, I'm afraid. I know that brings our average down. But... Uh, yeah, slightly, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that means his average is a six, so it's still nice. It's still, it's still good, <laughs> yeah. I'm You're harsh, a strict man, man. I'm, I'm a harsh critic. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me not to let you edit the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yuki gets a seven from me. He gets a six from you. The ever, uh, A five from you. So the average yeah. podcast is going to be a six out of ten. Yeah. I think Yuki can live with it, but I'm not sending him this message. No. <laughs> this is going to make my next prediction. Uh, go ahead. Go on. <laughs> uh, most important, do you think this will go up or down? I think it'll go up. Yeah, his, I think his, his problem at the start of the season was reliability more than anything, wasn't it? And that that can't happen for the rest of the season, I don't think. So if he gets some more clean results, I mean, it's going to depend on how much other teams have progressed because there could be an element of him kind of missing his opportunity a little bit earlier in the season if Alpha Tauri don't keep up. But I think Alpha Tauri itself will drop off. I think they put all the eggs in the basket for next year, sort of try to rebuild at the Red Bull from this year, go yeah. into next year being uh, probably Hugo Bulls team, second Red Bull team, got some good backing, got Daniel and Kajuki maybe even out because there's no reason for a Japanese driver there anymore. Um, yeah. This is his place, his time to show that he deserves a seat in Formula 1 if he beats Daniel Rick. I think he could do it. I don't think he will collapse on the pressure, honestly. No, and I think even if Ricardo outperforms him, I don't, I don't think that should or would put any team, well, certainly some teams off from wanting Yuki. Cause I exactly, think, yeah. I think he's good enough to be in Formula 1. Yeah, so I agree. Okay, so we say he's going up. Oh, I'm so afraid to ask the next two, though. Let's start with Joe. Joe Van you. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm kind of the troubles pronouncing him, so I'm glad you finished that one off. <laughs> I've given him a six. Oh, I gave him a six as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Because oh. I, th I think he's done very well this season in the car that he's driving, I think. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down invisible driver, invisible team actually should get like a damn average number rating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just think he's having a fairly solid season. Nothing weird, so far. nothing fancy. No. No. It's, it's just like the team itself. I, it's I it's sober. Life. It is a sober, right? They just yeah. middle of the pack. It is the middlest of the middlest of the middlest your team you can actually get. They're too fast for all the teams we just talked about. Yeah. And they're way too slow for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I love his attitude. I, I really I really like 
his he's personality. Got good as well, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, his his attitude in the car and his yeah, just his general demeanor is just. He doesn't get like excessively worked up or angry like Yuki does or anything like that. He's just he's always very kind of calm and. If stuff goes wrong, he just seems more disappointed for the team than anything else, and I quite like that about him. Yeah. He's a very kind of outward-thinking person, I think. No, I think he's one of those drivers which just does his job well, but yeah. never sets the world on fire. No. Uh, but I think he has potential. I doubt that. But honestly... I am also, he did, he's one of those drivers that come in, came into Formula 1, just did well, stays doing well, he's the new Hülkenberg, or the new Magnussen, for that matter. He can just drive yeah. Formula 1 for the next 10, 12 years, and have one just, or two highlights in that, and that's it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. But at 6 would fit, so an average of 6, do you think that goes up or down? I don't really think it changes. Wow, let's keep it, I think, yeah. I think I agree with you there. And since we introduced this rule, you did. Come on, I'll just join Sorry. you. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay, Fall Tree Bottles, the man with the best humor, the best memes, the best pictures, the best Instagram page, but definitely not in the best car. And although it hates me to say this, also definitely not the best hair in the bitch. James, nah. what are we giving Fall Tree? I've given him a four. Oh! I gave him six. Oh, uh, I, th uh, he's just, he's, he, there's certainly a run of a couple of races where he was just nowhere and he was having just a, a dire time. And I, I, I think in general, he's just, I don't know. He's just not really been, been good enough for me. <laughs> Who is? No. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into that. Uh, no, but I I I did my homework, uh, but I uh, accidentally did not save the message, so I will get that yeah uh, one. But I think he outqualified Guo um, by a lot, actually maybe eight to one or something. Um, What's the race results like? Uh, he's you know we go on the race we go on the points in the championship, so well, he's um, leading it by one point, but it's I think five it's to five four. to four, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's not too bad, though. So I don't think Valtteri did much wrong. Um, he gets, for me, he gets one, a half point extra for all the memes he makes. Uh, but I do think he outqualified Joe in all the... The thing is, I would expect races, him so. to. I would expect him to. When you look at his career in the Mercedes, like he had a ridiculous stat, like he never missed Q3 in his yeah. entire... Mercedes. Mercedes stint like qualifying is not a weakness of his so um, and in general I mean I still rate Bottas and his Mercedes career as being very good like you know he was a strong teammate and he he was a, he was a, he was a great driver and I, I I just don't think he's like outperforming the younger less experienced teammate I got the statistics here. So Valtteri, eight races, eight, uh, eight races where he got a higher position over four yeah. with Sue. Yeah. Uh, eight to four with qualifying as well. 
five points versus four. So that's a little bit cute, maybe. Point finishing. Both have two point, two finishes in the points. Yeah. The best race finish of all three was eight. The best race finish for Zoe was ninth. Yeah. And the highest grid position was seventh for Valtteri and fifth for Zoe. So that's where the only point where Zoe beats him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and neither of them has a this not did not finish this year. So there's no reason why I think Valtteri could get a lower number <laughs> than Zoe did, uh, except think- for experiences which m- he should get a highest number. So I think four is too low for him. I th- I think. Yeah, but it's, it's the expectation as well. Like, you would expect him... You're driving a sober. What do you expect? Yeah. No, but I'd, ex- I'd expect... Uh, yeah, maybe. It's like okay. 16 yeah. on a grid, and they got five points. Nine points in I think, total. I think That's six, actually pretty good. I think six is too high, I, th- I think. Okay, we'll average out think, on think, the five, which it will do. Yeah, you, could give I him think, a, you could give him a five. I could stick with the six. He gets a 5.5, making a six in total. Okay, but I'll I can see... I'll change mine to a five then. Okay. I, I still think that Joe deserves the higher ranking of the two. All right. Okay. So you say it's five. I say it's a six on the dead position. We can give half numbers. So that's a 5.5 podcast average. As average it can get um, for an average team. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this go up or this will go up or down? Uh, I would hope for Bottas that it would go up. I'm going to say up as well. Here we go. The old Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah. Um, I've given him a six. I gave him a seven. Okay. I can see where you're going. Yeah. It's uh, just that he's had a, like an above average season, I would say, considering what he's driving, especially considering. What I he's think driving. getting a pole with a house, you deserve a point extra. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I think he's having a very solid season for what he's driving. He's outperforming Magnussen quite handily. Came back, just demolished the crew. Yeah, he's had, you know, he's had some strong outings. He had that qualifying result. He held on reasonably well in the race. That was the sprint race, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, generally, he's just doing pretty good. So, yeah. I think a six or, six or a seven is fine. So I think our average they'll become a six point five is probably about right for him. Nah, okay, I can't live with that. Glad he's back though. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the main reason I'm glad he's back is that we don't hear him as a rumor every five minutes. <laughs> Well, when he's not racing, racing, he's the potential. uh, True. Hulkenberg's going to go to such and such. Oh, they're going to. Hulkenberg's going to replace this sick driver. (laughs) You know, I would wanted to have him back at Red Bull before Perez got announced. So, yeah. Do you think this six point five will go up or down? Um, I think it'd be difficult for it to go up, so I would hope that it just stays the same because he's going to need some more like freak results, like he got that pole and stuff, okay. for it to go up. Keeping on equal. Yeah. Let's see if oh, we have one, which we have identical. So who knows? There's still hope left. Yeah, Alexander Album. Eight. I got an eight as well. Yes, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. He's just having a great, really great season for you know the car he's driving and. Yeah, 
just really pleased for Albon. He's just having a really solid season. I agree. Well, I can, well, there's nothing to be said about that. He's doing well. He has always been a fun guy, a good guy in camera. Uh, yeah, good, good team, teammate, I guess. Uh, it's a good representation for Williams as well. Yeah. Uh, well done. And hopefully that team's on the up a little bit as well because they've, you know, they're. I think behind, so. Behind the scenes, they're kind of developing. Uh, a pretty super team, honestly. Yeah, a pretty good team, aren't they? Good personnel. Pat, Pat uh, money isn't that much of an issue anymore now. Yeah. Um, ah, and get a good driver in there again. And then, who knows? Could mm. see them do well in Monza, though, if it stays right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you get, this goes up or down? Can't get really go up, eh? I don't think it can go up, so I think it'll just stay the same. I think stay an eight. It's really hard to stay the same, so, but if he does, we'll give him an extra point in the end of the year because that would be an achievement on its own. Yeah. Pierre G. Pierre I'm giving, him a, giving him a six. Oh, I did as well. Yeah. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> He's just having a fairly decent season. It's a crap car. It's, yeah, a, it's, not, it's not a team great that's car, really off balance. Lots of politics going around. Changes yeah. of the off now uh, it's, hmm. yeah there, there does seem to be a bit of turbulence going on there doesn't that but it's hard I to think perform in a team that where nothing is stable right yeah yeah true but yeah I think Gasly's just he's doing pretty well he was very unlucky as well when he got wiped out Silverstone he got wiped out by Stroll didn't he he wiped out Ocon as well so I... yeah there's been issues in Australia, it was, I think. He knocked off Ocon mm. after the restart. So there's been a Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, been all offs for him. Like, like, yeah, he was unlucky, but he was also silly. He was qualifying bad, but then he performed well in a race. He has, that, he has this amazing ability to perform dramatic on Saturday. Keeps his head down and perform really well on a Sunday, for example. Yeah. But he also could start fourth position and end up 14th after two turns because he had too much yeah. of expectations. That's probably what cost him at Red Bull as well, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. You call it like the, I, I think he's very inconsistent, let's put it like that. Yeah. And that's, well, it's all right. Piastri. Like, oh, gosh, up or down? Um, I would hope that it goes up. I think it will go down. It's an interesting one because I think we'll talk about his teammate in a moment. I think he's better. Okay. And if the car gets better, I don't see costly easily grasping on. Okay. I suppose we'll see, but yeah. I... Down and up, we'll call it equal. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to. <laughs> All right. What's Kapiastri? I've given him a six. I've only given him a six because I suspect you've given him higher than a six. I did, I yeah. think you've given him a seven. I actually gave him an eight. Really? Yeah. The, the thing that's holding me back is that the start of his season wasn't great. He's only kind of come into his own as the car's improved. Yeah, but it was a really bad car. <laughs> it was, but Norris... Didn't was... do anything with that either, though. No, but it was still beating him. Yeah, but I mean, 14 and 15, 15 and 16, 14 yeah. and 17. I just, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, th I think, I think he's done pretty well. 
the last few races, but if we're looking at the start of the season mm-hmm. overall, I can only give him a six. And it's I, get, still, I get what you're saying, but it's still good. But it's I not see, great, I, but... I'm, I'm, I don't have to argue here too much. I think. No, no. But I'm gonna just gonna make this prediction. I've not seen such raw talent, coolness in his mindset, in his everything he does. He goes inside in Spain, in uh, in Spa. He hits signs there. Signs says you can't do that. And he says, oh, I am going to learn from this. I should, maybe I shouldn't do that next time. No discussion. Yeah. No, nothing. He was in a perfect start there. He's first thinking, what could I do different before I say anything else? And let all yeah. the PR come over him. And like, I don't know. We have to see. Uh, I might have lack a bit of experiences here. Yeah. That is not something I can, I see with uh, many drivers. No. It's something I saw with Alonso. Something I see with Max, Lewis has that ability, Charles maybe sometimes too much even, but there's not many drivers that have that mindset. I see no. raw pace. I see him having no pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on this kid. It is a kid, hey. There's a lot of pressure coming in. You gotta gotta see that um, Alpine. He got he the whole drama with going to McLaren leaves puts a lot of pressure on him that he has to perform for that kind of money. They put him next to. Um, uh, Norris, who is a great driver, we all know that, and he mm-hmm. doesn't do too much. He doesn't give too much into him. I think that's why I gave him an eight because I think this is. I'm just going to put it out. I think Nor, like Piastri, is one of those generational talents, which if he has a decent car, he'll just win the world championship. Um, so maybe I was overhyping him a little bit with an eight. But I'm definitely not going to go dropping down lower than a seven. Okay. I just think the start of the season as a whole, he didn't really shine particularly well at the start of the season. And yeah, this, I mean, it goes back to like, like you said, you know, the car. And that's part of the problem with the ratings for all the previous drivers we've discussed pretty much. Uh, oh, we knew uh, Albon was doing it. We've seen Albon's yeah. doing better than the car could do. We yeah. see a, 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 a Zoe and Bottas about the same, but we I, also say Hulkenberg is definitely outdriving that Haas, right? So. Yeah, but I don't think Piastri was outdriving that McLaren at the start of the season. Neither did Danny Rick last year, so yeah. I think but it wasn't even really competing with Norris. So that's why I can't give him a particularly high rating just yet. Okay, you go for um, six, I go for seven. I think 6.5, that makes sense, right? Yeah, or if you wanted to put the average at 7 and you keep your 8 if you want, that's fine by me, but... Nah, I can see your point. I'll I'll change. You've convinced me to change something. Yeah, I just... There's going to be a moment in this podcast where you have to change it for me, though, so it's okay. Uh, I did. I changed the bot. I changed bot <laughs> oh, to a yeah, 5, yeah. 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 So 6.5 for PS3. I do... Don't get me wrong. Like, the way I'm looking at it, a 6 is good because five is average so he's mm-hmm. six plus him yeah. average so you're strict you're a strict uh yeah uh, so I, I don't i don't think he's having a bad season and he's certainly done very well the last couple of races but yeah. it go one up? thing i will say as well up? what i think it'll, i think he'll go up uh especially if that mclaren remains in like the top three teams on the grid or cars on the grid as it currently is right now I would say 
Um, I suppose it's potentially a little bit track dependent with who the top three are, but yeah, they're definitely up there at the moment. Uh, one thing I would say about Piastri though is what you were, you were just saying about his basically about his mentality. He, he he's a lot like what I was just saying earlier on about Joe Guanyu. I think is that he's stuff goes wrong, he doesn't get angry and flustered about it or by it. He's very calm and relaxed and very outward thinking person again, I think. And I like that about him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of fun with him though, I think. I think so too. Yeah. What do you think about the great Ocon? Uh, I've only given him five. Oh, just, just average. I gave him a seven. Yeah, I actually have rated him lower than Gasly despite their championship standings at the moment. I think his drive, for example, from Monaco upwards was terrific. I and if Gasly it... didn't hit him out, he would have been far outscoring him as well by now. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But Gasly was on for a very good result in Silverstone before he got wiped out as well. So. True, but like Ocon got well, I think they, they... fourth in Monaco... Uh, he got four, qualified for it as well the next race I think he did extremely well he put that car where there's no place being there right yeah and I in a situation where he was already in a team they brought in his well sort of nemesis to be fair right yeah. stayed calm not much comment just performs well he doesn't actually make a mistake either uh, it's not my favorite driver by, by all means, I don't think he has any, like if you see him on camera, he doesn't have the personality like, okay, I'm going to watch this interview now. This is going to be interesting or anything like that. No. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think he's pretty, I'm pretty impressed. By I, th him. I think, I think part of the problem maybe for me and why I've rated him the way that I have is that he won a race last year. So these like what you'd, probably really consider like fluke or very good results. They don't seem out of the ordinary, really, like for him to just, you know, <laughs> have a quick, have a quick flash of brilliance for, uh, you know, one or two races with, you know, like you just said, he had his great result in Monaco, followed up with some good qualifying. It doesn't really stand out to me because he's, you know, he's, he's he should be capable of that anyway. And probably quite regularly, I think. So I think, I don't think he's having a bad season. I just don't think he's really massively excelling or shining or doing anything spectacular with, you know, himself or the car. Just my opinion, I guess. No, but, but I think I, I can't wait to say it ends. I mean, give him a seven, give him a five. It ends up being a six. I think that's a fair result anyways. That's why we average these out, James. This is uh, absolutely yeah. Uh, this is... We've definitely needed the averaging system based <laughs> yeah. on some of these results. But <laughs> uh, remind me never to let my homework be checked by you if I have a. <laughs> I uh, do think he'll go up. I have zero faith in Alpine. <laughs> I don't know where this car will go, honestly. Um, I'm gonna let's say up, but oh, I yeah, I don't know. Next one, 
Straw. Huh. I've given Stroll a three. I gave him a two. Okay. <laughs> this wow. one, uh, but I'm probably one stricter. Yeah. Uh, you can, well, you can do this one. I think we're both going to be in agreement that he should be doing a lot more than he is doing. I think he does say that himself Martin. now. Um, and I suppose he's kind of, unless things change for Aston Martin, he's kind of missed his moment, certainly the start of the season when that car was podium capable, probably the second fastest car on the grid for the start of the season, track dependent, obviously, I think. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think everyone else just wet the bet there with Ferrari, uh, Mercedes, McLaren, and that's why they got so many points in. And now they just can't keep up, right? But I don't think it's that. I think they, uh, I think the Aston Martin genuinely was fast at the start of the season. I just think that, and I think I predicted this actually. Yeah, um, you said once they get, once the Mercedes and Ferrari goes pushing. The, I, 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 yeah, I just don't think like Aston Aston Martin or whatever they've ever been called in the past have they've never proved themselves capable of keeping up with the mid mid or. Like no. when they were racing the point, they were really they did really well in copying a Mercedes. Got a great season start, and then they dropped off as well, right? Exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> and then now they did, this year they did that with the Red Bull. Yeah, they've never proved them that proven themselves to keep up with the like in season development race, nope. uh, and that's just proving to be true again this season. Like, I don't know if they've got any upgrades due, and whether they can catch up. Probably, or... but if they. I think at this point of time, the upgrades won't make a difference. You have to get it to stay where you're at. If you don't get upgrades, you drop back. That's basically what happens yeah. with them. Yeah. I don't think the upgrades will put you upwards unless it's a McLaren fluke where you rebuild the car and just happen to work really well. Yeah. But that I mean, doesn't happen that... too often, eh? where you see a team jump no. jump to ranks during the season. So To be fair to Stroll, and I did forget about this, yeah, that, he started with an injury. Yeah, he had his injuries at the start of the season. Um, but that was when his best performances were. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes and no, because the thing I remember quite vividly was Alonso in Bahrain, and he pitted, I think, and he got jumped by, uh, by Russell and Hamilton, and I think there might have been a Ferrari jumped him. I was already ahead of him. And he came out and on track just passed them all. Um, and Stroll couldn't do that even with his injury. But Alonso proved that at that race, at least that that car was fast. Well, in Monaco, Alonso almost won Monaco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Stroll really just, when you look at what Alonso has done, Stroll's not done anywhere near enough. And he's the reason why they'll be struggling in the Constructors' Championship more than they should be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they're just going to hit fifth, I think, even. Fourth yeah, or fifth. Yeah. Well, they could have been top three. Yeah, by the lead they should have gotten. But hey, uh, average 2.5 goes up or down. It can't go down. The only way really is up, but I just don't see it going up. So, no. I agree. That's for the equal. 
Uh, we got a couple of more to do, and uh, we're already 45 minutes in, so let's talk about Yikes. Lindo. Uh, Norris, I've given an eight. It's just, it's been a solid season in general. Even when the car wasn't great, he was still just doing reasonably well. I know there was something about <laughs> English him. English bias. <clears throat> no, no, I don't it? think so. No, I, I know there was something about him punching a wall, apparently, during preseason testing that just never seemed to be evident once the season started. There didn't seem to be any frustration or anything. He's kept relatively calm. Obviously, the car wasn't where they were hoping it for it to be. It helped that he already signed the Red Bull contract, right? He did it. I don't know. I think I say, there's what? rumors going that he's going to... That it, they apparently have a sort of a under-the-table deal already with Red Bull. Well, he's got another two seasons left, doesn't he, at McLaren? So, yeah. After well, this one. So, so did PS3, anyway, I mean... He's been doing all right. And then, obviously, once the car came good, I think he did very well. Silverstone was just a massive standout race for him. Um, you know, he led it for a couple of years as well. Right? And, yeah. I gave him a, I was very much in doubt. I wanted to give him a seven, then I changed to a six, then I went back to a seven. I think I'm going to say seven, but officially okay. on my list, it says a six. Um, because I think it gets outshined a little bit by Piastri the last couple of races. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Out he's been out qualified and beaten in the race by Norris, but like the, the both times. And the, he, yeah, but it's three. Uh, it's third and fourth. It's you know he didn't get out. He didn't get out qualified. Norris beat him on track at. Um, nah, he got a little. Yeah, but he was very unlucky with strategy call there, though. Yeah, that wasn't actually his. Okay, I can, let's say Norris. I, I mean, I'm. I'd love to get him a Red Bull right? So let's give him a seven. You give him an eight. 7.5, I think that's a really nice number, right? Yep. Because it does go up or down? Uh, if it's on a 7.5, I think it goes up. Oh, bold move, Captain. Yeah. If that McLaren stays as good as it is, I think the only way is up. Mm, he has the potential to win a race if something goes wrong for Max. Because I, he he, I think he could and can beat Perez on track. Yeah, well, that's four. I don't have any doubts. Okay, let's go into science. Uh, I've given him a seven. I gave him a six, and I'm a big science fan. Ooh. Yeah, I I mostly am. I was quite disappointed by his tweet following the Spa incident. That's why I gave him a six. When he was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a recent incident, but, like, no, just there's no need for it. And to be honest, I think science was more in the wrong than Piastri was, personal uh, opinion on that. There was there was a gap. Piastri went for it. He had enough space. He it's not like he was fully mounting the curb like other cars have done in the past and caused a collision there. He was just getting half his car up on the curb, and I think that's fair. And science pinched him because uh, I think really science was probably too busy looking at everything Mox, that was happening on the outside. Yeah. yeah. So, so I I disagree. I get what you're saying, and I don't think that's. A, Bad statement to make, but here it goes. Every year when someone in turn one wants to go in the inside of a spa and it doesn't even matter if it's Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3, Porsche Cup, whatever, it always ends in trouble because you always have 20 cars having to pinch that uh, corner because you go from white into a narrower area. 
It always happens too. I don't disagree with that. But what I would say is that just because there's always a always an accident from a car going up the inside, it doesn't always make it the car on the inside's fault. No, so that's but I do think if he has like Max was in the same position, wasn't starting the race there. He was on the outside. He kept on the outside and he said, I just wanted to keep safe there. Yeah. And then I'm good. If you see the experience, you saw Lewis do that as well, going on the outside of the track, don't want to pinch in because you don't want to be in that experience. They got the experiences not to look into the trouble. And I agree there's a gap there, but I also sort of agree with Sainz saying, you know what, if you're a little bit more experienced, that's a move you probably won't make, especially when your car is doing well and especially when you think you can go forward anyways. There's no point doing that. Yeah, I no think way. the biggest issue was the car was set up for rain. It didn't actually rain. So he he knew if I don't try anything, this is a crap race for us anyway. Then that's what I probably think. So I agree with science. I agree what you're saying that I was a cap. So I can guess if you're a little bit inexperienced that you wanted to try it. I think science, because we were talking about science, science tweeting about it, making a statement that it's actually sort of Bielsby's fault. That's pretty low. Well, especially the whole. Yeah, I agree. It was a racing incident, but exactly, he did. Like, that just it's like <laughs> trying to get the last word in, and it just it just he's on a tremendous pressure for Ferrari, though, right? He can't seem to do anything right. He is hated by the team. It feels like um, his teammate definitely it's got preference on everything. Hundred percent. Yeah, Leclerc. He might actually sign a contract with uh, Audi. In the rumor says already. Wow. Okay. So then, twenty four, he would he would join Audi. Um, Ferrari wants him basically gone. I think he's a amazing driver. I think he's just very one of the smartest drivers on the grid. Uh, but I gave him what did I give? I gave him a six because his frustration is showing lately. Yeah, and that never makes you drive better. <laughs> no, so that's why I gave him a six. You gave him a seven. Right. Yeah. Oh, Six point five seems about fair. Yeah. Uh, do you think it goes up or down? Uh, I think it should go up. Awesome. I think it goes down. Wow. Okay. If Leclerc signs a new contract, I'm pretty sure it gets in his head and he'll make more mistakes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. True. And we saw it last season as well. At the end of the season, um, when the pressure's off, he's really good. When the pressure's on, he takes the frustration into racing and he parks his car in Australia. He parks, you know, he makes he, in Spain, he just drove off the track. It's yeah. like well, those silly mistakes, they never happen when he's in a good mindset. Mm, true. So that's why I'm saying is that. So 6.5 for science. What do we say? Equal or put it down as well? I put it equal then. George Russell. Also a seven from me. Oh, English biased. I gave him a five. Five? I don't think he's doing that badly. I think he does. Qualified 15, qualified 16, missed Q2. Get outpaced by Lewis every single race, every single qualification lately. He's been knocking off uh, cars, making bad mistakes being frustrated on the thing, being very cheeky against the drivers that overtake him, which he shouldn't be fight, fighting and make bad statements about him, saying Mox, saying Alonso. I think he's not doing anything right since the Mercedes got anything, got better. 
I'm not entirely sure about that. I think he's still doing all right. I mean, I think the whole he's been out qualified and out raced by Lewis is to be expected. Um, that was the case for the second half of the season last year. Uh, once Lewis stopped doing all the funky stuff, te- yeah, <laughs> funky, funky setup testing stuff that he was trying to do to try and figure out last year's car. Um, and definitely once now that they seem to like, I mean, the car's still not great or anything. Don't get me wrong, but it's better than it was, and it's definitely more drivable. And the driver, the drivers seem to be a bit more happy with it. So I think. Once you get Lewis into that place, I don't see many drivers on the grid capable of beating him, so certainly don't see Russell capable of beating well, him. Well, no, but what I also mean with Russell is he's driving with Lewis on track and he's actually wants to... He's always trying to get an advance over Lewis yeah. by board radios and stuff. Like, hey, let me pass him. I think he's slower than me. Yeah. Uh, and then two laps further, he's, Lewis is six seconds away. Like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, Focus on your driving first before you get those things in. I agree with you. I don't think that's on. It's like, it, you know, if he's in front, he'll be saying, why are we attacking each other? Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's, let's follow so that we can put some pressure on the cars ahead. And then when he's behind, he's saying, let me pass because I think I'm faster. And it's like, well, it's, it, can't, it can't swing both ways like that. Uh, if you want it one way for you when you're in the car behind, it's got to be the same again. When you're in the car, oh, sorry. When you're the, when you're the car in front, it's got to be the same. When you're the car behind, yes. Um, so I, I I agree with you on that. I don't I don't like some of his radio messages, um, and it feels like he's kind of trying to play the game a little bit. Um, but I don't think his results have been terribly bad. I mean, he's only had one podium, hasn't he? Which isn't great compared to Lewis game four, I think. So um You're sticking to your seven? No, I'll drop him down to a six then. I think a six Okay. I think a six is fair, yeah. So both scores average is five point five. Yep. Goes up or down? I mean it should go up. Really. Yeah. But <laughs> but we're not <laughs> let's put it uh, up. We'll I we'll think it up. I, yeah. Yeah. Set it then up. Uh, a couple more to go. Are we getting yeah. there? Five more. Let's rush through this. Charles Leclerc. I've given him an eight. I gave him an eight as well. Yeah. I just think he's he's doing very well. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's obviously benefiting a bit, benefiting rather a bit from the preferential treatment that he yeah. seems to now be getting, uh, which he's probably quite happy about. He's obviously he has had some, still had some bad risk decisions made by his engineer for him, I think. Oh, that's the issue. If, Ferrari if, if, if the race messes up, it's, it often isn't his fault. Yeah, exactly. Days, so you can't, you can't slight him for that, I don't think. I think and he's just... Qualified the Red Bull a couple of times now. It's yep. insane, so... Yeah. I mean, he's he's been so, so close to pinching pole a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah. So, and, and he got pole, right? So... Yeah, yeah. Up or down? Uh, I'd like to think that could go up because I think, I mean, eight is a very good score, but I think Leclerc is a, a nine sort of driver. Yeah, so I agree. We agree on but Charles Leclerc. I think everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles gets an eight of the fourth cars and we think it goes up. Yes. Lewis Hamilton. 
you go first on this one. <laughs> I gave him a nine. A okay, nine I gave him a ten. nine. Yeah, I gave him a nine. I, I was expecting you to have maybe given him an eight, and then I yeah, get the English no, bias um, coming. <laughs> nope. I just nope. Think, I, I think he's doing very, very well this year. I think getting Paul. Um, I like his like his whole outings. He's critical but honest. He's direct but fair. He's a great driver. Doesn't matter if it rains. Doesn't matter. Uh, sort of miss him being fighting for wins, but yeah, he always gets the best out of the car. And yeah. even when it was a really crappy car to start of the year. He still was like four, five, six, seven, whatever was the maximum possible out of that car. Yeah. Um, no mistakes. No funny business. No. Um, he, he just, I don't think he's had a particularly bad race at all this season. I think he's had a very good season so far. So. No. I, and he's just, he's just been maximizing yeah. the results of the car and on occasion probably like slightly outperforming it. Um. But it's just been very, very solid. He just seems to be in a pretty good zone at the moment, I think. So, yeah. Up or down? I think it just stays the same. Nah, can't really go up much higher. Nah. Alonso? I've given Alonso an eight. I did as well. Oh. Yeah. yeah I think strong. it's a fair one, right? Uh, yeah. Amazing start, amazing team spirit. He's back. Yeah. He's fighting as a young dog again. And even when he can't get there, he knows what's the issue. And like, this is the maximum we can get out of the car today. Hey, we got eight, but if on bad days we get eight, that's actually not too bad for us, eh? Like, yeah, bro, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah, a joy to watch. Watch him. I think smart racing as well. Sometimes you don't see him whole race, and he's fifth or fourth. Like uh, Spa, yeah. where did that came from? Yeah, hasn't been on screen anytime, but. Smart decision, yep. good saving, tire management, okay. Great communication with us. I just love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. Oh, <laughs> so, up yeah. or down? Um, down, eh? Yeah, maybe down. It doesn't even have to be his own fault, but when you get into more no. traffic... Uh, yeah, things things naturally have a chance to be, become worse. Yeah, so yeah. how long can you go without being getting frustrated, though? So yeah, that's that's always the worry with Fernando Alonso. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, from being frustrated, Checo. This I could be very divisive. One, I gave him a five. I gave him a six. Okay. I gave him a six. I yeah, Mister Checo negative gave him a six. I gave him a five because there is absolutely no excuse for him to be getting knocked out in Q1. Exactly. But he has one job, and that is to get second in the World Championship. And he will do that. There's no chance he'll lose that. Uh, and honestly, whenever Mox didn't finish first, well, he came second twice, but whenever he didn't get first, Checo got first. So basically, he's doing his job as well as he can... But, but making it very difficult for himself. Whenever yeah. uh, the opposite to that should be whenever Max wins, Perez comes second. Because when when Perez has an event-free weekend and an event-free qualifying and an event-free race, it shows, you know, Max is still 10, 20, nearly 30 seconds faster over a race than Perez potentially. Yeah. But Perez is still 
10 or 20 seconds faster than the next guy. That the it yeah, the, Red Bull, the Red Bull is fast, fast, clearly fast. It's the fastest car on the grid. There is no doubt about it. With Max behind the wheel, it puts it to a another level. Mm-hmm. But even with Perez behind the wheel, that car, he should be second every race. There is no real excuse for it. Um, oh, unless he's a aggressive car on your qualifying, you don't make you. Tri- I think I'm going to agree with five, you. you know, I'm you know, going to give him a five as well. He would get a 5.5, but now he gets a five. because I'm It would have been worse if it weren't for those two wins. You know, the, those kind of made his season look like it was going to be a lot better. Yeah, I got a lot of time to think about this, and that's why I said, like, um, I was very critical at Jack and I really want to see him replaced. But over the couple, last couple of weeks when I was, I was thinking about, okay, why would we, why would Red Bull replace him? He gets second. Uh, Mexico is one of the top country Red Bull gets uh, got sold. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's second at the moment, but my... He's not going. He's not going to drop second anyway. No, no, no. This season, this season is 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 borderline impossible for him not to get exactly. Second. Even if Max the gets cons- to deal, he still comes second. <laughs> the concern is when they get a team that actually season, applies pressure. Yeah. On the season after, or whenever it might be, when Red Bull don't have the advantage that they have, if another team catches up. Oh yeah, then we have Danny Rick, and he goes to and then. Yeah, Hugo Boss and Hugo Boss sells yeah. a lot of things as well. Ima- imagine even last season. Imagine if Perez was having the kind of meltdowns that he's been having this season, last season. Oh, he did. Well, not Same. this badly. No, but uh, you know, he was often finishing. Max also, like Max also had some technical issues last year. The car wasn't consistent. Um, yeah, but we gave last year we gave Perez grief for finishing sixth yeah, you are out correct. of the top six, like when he really should he should have been. He should have been top three every race, and he was often finishing sixth. True, he's still finishing sixth almost all the time. That's the thing. Yeah, and but the, now the, Max is the, just on fire. Yeah, but the Red Bull is Red Bull have made a step this season, and most of the other teams have just kind of took a little edge forward, if not just stood still. So that to me, like Perez, shouldn't be. You know, that's why he should be guaranteed second. I agree. So we make him a five. Does it go up or down? It should go up. But you think? What he do you sh- think? He should, he should have a better second half of the season than he had the first half. Okay. I'm going to say up. Going to win a race? Uh, yeah, I think he'll win a race, yeah. Okay. Do you think Max will let him pass in Mexico? No. Oh. <laughs> I saw somewhere uh, sending a question. I remember, don't remember. But there's no way Max will let go of a win. <laughs> no. No, I just don't see that happening now. Uh, last but not least, Max Stopper. Ten. Yeah, I got to say. It's like... I mean, how could it be anything else? Formula <laughs> 1 had... history being made, but also highest ball-to-win percentage ever. Um, this all statistics run into Max now. But also, yeah. flawless on and off track. Yeah. Um, bit cheeky. Going for a pit stop, setting fast lap, still winning with 20 seconds. Stuff like that. Shows the dominance and the faith he has in himself. Combination with his engineer, perfect. Uh, team, optimal, balanced. Never made an issue out of the first couple of races where um, Checo was apparently trying to fight him. Yeah. 
He's like, ah, oh, I'm glad for the team. I learned a lot coming second in Miami. I learned a lot today. He said, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think some find it boring and I get that. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying seeing him drive, like not getting pole position, but also not sweating and still winning the race, being calm and confident, smart in races. Um, the spa race was phenomenal. We didn't discuss that, of course, but I think there was some other dominance and uh, him getting the pole in Monaco was is one of those poles which I never forget out of my life. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, shall we go to the list to make a final list? And I'll make the I'll make a statistics for everyone to see. Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, I, of course, I didn't sort it, so I'll try. But last on the list with an average of two point five, I think. Is it? The freeze ties with Stroll. Yeah. Both have a 2.5. And then we have with a 3.5, it's Magnussen. That's not really all right. I'm looking at what it could be. But no. Um, then we have an average of, we go up a little bit. We were um, being nice for some people. But an average of... Um, Sergeant, of course, is 2.5 as well. So we've got three players on the last poll. Yeah. Then with a podcast average of five, we have Daniel Ricciardo. We have, um, I think we have another one with a five. Yes, sir. It's uh, Checo. Oh, Checo, this hurts. Then yeah. with a 5.5 on the list, we have, um, what's it? Uh, this makes for bad podcasting but uh, Bottas gets a 5.5 I mean, that's doable Gasly gets a 6 um, oh I feel sorry about Gasly though Ocon gets a 6 yeah. we, did him, we did him dirty though James we did him dirty but hey no I think that's fair <laughs> Yuki gets a 6 <laughs> and Zoe gets a 6 yeah then 6.5 for Nico Oh, that sounds about re reasonable. Yeah, that's good for him. Yep. 6.5 for PS3. Yep. And then we go into the 6.5 for signs. Of course, we did forget the 5.5 for George Russell. Right. And then we have, we're going into the sevens, 7.5 for Norris. Yep. And did we forget anyone there? No, 7.5 for Norris. And of course, we go in the top three. No, we go almost in the top three because Charles gets an eight. Alonso gets and an eight. Alonso, so yeah. Alonso and Charles split the number three. Lewis gets a nine, being number two in the list. And Max gets a 10 out of 10, being number yeah. one on the list. Not very surprising. Although, I think you were surprised I gave Lewis a nine and you did as well. I was surprised you gave Max a 10. So. I can't be anything other than a 10. No, nah, but I think mean? you're going to be British bias going to make it a 9.5. No, no, no. I'm not going to do a date like that. <laughs> nah, it's all fair. So we'll publish the list. Check it out at No Silver People Can Find Us, James, or am I putting you on the spot now? Um, We're on we X find... now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's not Twitter anymore. <laughs> I'm so behind the times. Um, so mine is uh, at F1 In Focus, James. Yes, at the Avenue for mine, and of course at F1 in focus. But 
with a D on the end at F1 in focus spot. We are back every single Wednesday. We'll publish this show at 6 p.m. UK time. Find us YouTube, find it on Spotify, and find it somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes later <laughs> that Wednesday night on Apple because I don't know why Apple does this, but they publish our show a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, 6.30 should be, everything should be online every single Wednesday. Looking forward to the Dutch Grand Prix, of course. There's a little bit of Dutch bias there, but I don't think because my first ball prediction, then you can do one before the end. I don't think Max will win. What is yours? <laughs> what? Uh, Max will win. <laughs> uh, bold prediction. Perez comes second. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that is bold, Captain. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, Norris will win the race. Nah. Nah, I don't think so. He will. Nah, the, the McLaren's advantage is top speed. That's that's where they've made up the time. And there's no top speed in Sanford, is there? <laughs> I marked it now. Okay. We're going to replace, major prediction. We're going to replace this next week. James, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> See you next week, my friend. Always, yeah. See you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye.